off the ball. Cristiano Ronaldo was offered to numerous clubs in the summer and no deal could have been done. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Off the ball, daily. Are sticking with us. Jess McFadden is on the line. Evening, Jess. Good evening. So we might well be seeing Max Verstappen win a second consecutive World Drivers' Championship at the weekend. It is the Japanese Grand Prix taking place in Suzuka. Uh, what does he need to do to win this weekend? All he has to do is win and take fastest lap, and that championship is his. Uh, at least we expect him to keep it for longer than one day uh, because we're also under the haze of speculation around potential uh, cost cap infringement. So it's all good fun. But in, all Max has to do at the weekend is win and get faster slap. Is it all good fun is what I'm wondering because it's a bit of drama on what's, I don't want to say, been a dull season, but it's been a relatively straightforward season for Max Verstappen. We knew very early on that Lewis Hamilton wasn't going to challenge. And it's been clear that unless something catastrophic happened, Max Verstappen would win this world title. And then over the last week, this controversy has arisen around the spending cap. I told a wolf saying it's an open secret around the paddock that Red Bull were one of the teams in major breach of the regulations. And will we have a similar controversy to last season? Will it be an asterisk beside Max Verstappen's name? Are Red Bull laughing about this? Do they think it's a bit of fun? Um, I don't think they think it's fun at all. And and I don't know, that's definitely not because they, they are very, very uh, going hard on the fact that they have been well within the regulations, that they have not gone over the cost cap, that they have, they've done everything by the rule book. Um, but what they're very upset by um, is the rumour mongering. They, Christian Horner was extremely heated in Singapore talking to the media. He even accused some media professionals, journalists of bias. Um, So he was extremely upset um, and he even threatened legal action against his fellow F1 rivals if they continued to uh, defame the Red Bull name. So he is very, very uh, hard on the fact that they have, there's been no, there's been no cheating. There's been no um, going over that budget. Um, but we, we, we're all waiting. We're essentially in a period of waiting where the FIA is saying it's still conducting its own investigations and its own audit into last year's books for all the teams. Um, and we were meant to hear, or we thought we were going to hear some news on Wednesday, but they since delayed that until Monday, which could be super pivotal for Max and Red Bull because um, he could be, as you say, uh, I guess, provisional world champion at that point, because one of the punishments that can be given out should they be found to be guilty. And obviously there is at this point no hard evidence that that, that they have done anything wrong, um, that he could be stripped of his title. Um, it, it potentially is more likely that Red Bull will be stripped of their points in the constructors rather than the drivers championship. Um, often in, in these cases, when the the team is found to be um, at the at the the wrongdoing, that it's the team that gets punished and not the driver. So um, uh, what a lot of people are are kind of expecting is that. If there is any wrongdoing, I have to keep saying if <laughs> um, that that it's potentially that uh, Red Bull could be the the team will will be the ones that are are penalised and and not Max himself. 
so Toto Wolf, the Mercedes team principal, who everyone will know, uh, has had a lot to say around this thing. It was an open secret around the paddock about mm. Red Bull. Uh, went on to say, all of us have been investigated diligently. And as far as we understand, there is a team in a minor breach, which is more procedural, and another team that is fundamentally massively over and that is still being looked after. It's an open secret in the paddock. Uh, didn't name the teams involved. So the spending cap is a relatively new phenomenon. Can you talk to us about what it involves, how much it is, and, and what's a what's a minor breach and what's a major breach? Absolutely. So uh, F1 is an extremely expensive sport to compete in. Um, and, you know, back in the day, we could have independent teams turning up and still being competitive. But the more that F1 is modernized, the more that big car manufacturers have uh, entered into the arena when they have massive great big budgets behind them uh, what we were finding is is huge discrepancies in in spend and often as you can probably imagine the more you spend the better your performance the more you win um, and a lot of teams up and down the paddock especially the smaller teams were, were saying that that was hugely unfair and, and ruining the, the the sporting nature of formula one um so we introduced a cost cap last year. It was brand new for last year. Uh, the the rate was highly debated, but we settled on $145 million, which sounds like a lot, but that was a huge cut down for a lot of the major teams. Um, a lot of the big teams, Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull, even teams like McLaren, um, had to make layoffs, massive cuts, move people from their F1 projects onto other motorsport projects um, in order to fall in line because um, whilst driver salaries and top three employees, so people like Toto Wolf, Christian Horner, their salaries are not included in the cost cap, but the rest of the employees are. Um, so unfortunately, some people were made redundant as part of this cost cap, which obviously hugely sad to see, but was seen as a necessary measure in order to level the playing field. So it was brand new for last year. And as we often find whenever we bring in, whether it's technical regulations, whether it's sporting regulations, um, teams naturally want to find the gray areas in order to get the advantage. And I think the, the situation here and Christian Horner himself has been um, open about this was that they, there are areas that are not necessarily cut and dry in terms of where you can spend money and where you can't or what is counted in the cost cap and what is not. So I think that there are maybe areas that Red Bull have spent money in that they believe should not be counted in the main cost cap um, budget. So that's that may be what is, is up for debate. And another reason why we have potentially had a delay in um, in finding out who essentially gets their compliance certificate. That's what we were waiting to see on Wednesday. That's what we're hoping to find out on Monday. So it, it's it's essentially there to, to level the playing field. It's $145 million. And essentially what you mentioned, minor and major breaches. So a minor breach, uh, we basically have a 5% threshold where if if you spend under five percent over the budget then it's seen as a bit of a it's a it's 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 a minor overspend so you're you're pretty much given a slap on the wrist so you might receive a fine or a reprimand um or you know they can look at points deductions but it, it all depends on how much over into the five percent you find yourselves now if you go over that five percent that is a material overspend. Uh, and that is when the punishments start to, to come thick and fast. And you could even be looking at being um, uh, 
disqualified from the entire championship for which you made the breach, which uh, is 2021, which was an extremely, uh, ended in extremely controversial circumstances. So for this to, it feels like 2021 doesn't ever want to end. Hmm. It's it's raised its head again, and we could have more controversy coming out. So the issue that the FIA has is that, you know, can you go back and, as I mentioned, I think the likelihood is, is that it will be Red Bull that gets, um, if there is any any um, problems found with with their books, it will be Red Bull that's reprimanded and not Max. But can you imagine if they did strip Max of his title last year, it would, it, I think the F1 world would implode. So we're really on what could be an extremely pivotal moment in Formula One if there is any uh, wrongdoing found on on Red Bull's side. So it's Red Bull that's believed to have the material overspend issue um, and it's Aston Martin who are believed to have gone over it uh, uh, the, in the under 5% or, or just within the 5% um, uh, threshold. So yeah, it could all get... If, if there's any wrongdoing, I have to keep saying if because... Reopening you know, old t- wounds, to put it mildly. Exactly. It, 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 so we are... We're kind of waiting to see... Um, I mean, when, what we'll find out on Monday is basically who has who has their compliance certificates. What then happens next is if anybody doesn't get their compliance certificate, they will be referred to the cost cap adjudication panel, which is a, a, a pool of judges, six judges that are independent from the FIA and independent from the teams. And they will look into the books again, and it will be them that will decide which penalty they believe the team should receive. So uh, this could go on for a while yet we might find out on monday if all teams are compliant or not but we might we won't find out what that punishment is until potentially for weeks to come yet right uh, i know they like the term leveling up in britain quite a bit right now like it would be seen <laughs> as a leveling up if uh, maybe finally max verstappen was stripped of the title obviously everyone has their own sort of personal view on it depending on which side you fell at the time uh, inside uh, formula one like, is there a sense that like max verstappen massively just got away with one last year um, I think the, the the general feeling is that the FIA um, made a massive mistake in in that that they did not read the rules as the rules should have been read, and they are the keeper of the rule book. So I think both drivers, I genuinely believe both drivers, Hamilton and Verstappen, were worthy world champions last year. Um, their performances. I mean, you, we went into the last round of the last, uh, yeah, the last round of the season with them equal on points, which has only ever happened once before in Formula One. Um, they put in some phenomenal drives, um, and so yeah, the the question mark will always be around how the FIA handled it, which is why again we're all kind of waiting to see how the FIA is going to handle this because it's their rule book it's their regulations if they are seen to go too soft or too hard i mean i think they're pretty much between a rock and a hard place here um i think the only way they'll get away with this relatively scot-free is if they were to look at deducting uh red bull second place in the championship last year because whilst max won the driver's title red bull came second to mercedes and the constructors so if they are stripped of their uh, of some of their points if not all of their points from from last year they'll essentially have their income the, the revenue that they generate from their position, their finishing position in the constructors title, that could be seen as a bit of leveling the playing field because that is that's no, you know, that's 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 no mean feat to have to get over if you have that much income removed from your budget for say uh this year or next year. Mm. So um that is a way that maybe we can you know make sure again only if any wrongdoing is found, um that is a way for us to to maybe look at it and go, okay, 
potentially that's fair. But I'm sure that won't stop um, Twitter absolutely exploding with opinions on whether or not Max's world championship is valid from last year. Um, as far as we're concerned right now, uh, he was the world champion last year and he most likely will be the world champion this year. So, um, yeah. It's never a great sign for a sport when you're still debating it a year on, though. Absolutely not. And, you know, it's it, it, It's definitely, it shows its importance in terms of any sport needs great refereeing. Um, and whether or not you agree with the, the, the final finding of a referee, you know, we refs get it wrong all the time. But the, I think the difference is, is whether it's it's firm and fair. And I think the problem is here that it, it hasn't been in recent um, times. So in order for the FIA to keep its credibility, it's going to need to really show um, that it, it, it will follow its regulations to the letter and not have this grey area reading that causes massive implications to to the sport and how people enjoy the sport. Because you're right, I mean, I'm definitely ready to put 2021 to bed um, and move on from it and learn from it and make sure it never happens again. Um, but for it to just, yeah, as you say, like reopening old wounds, it it does feel a little bit like I don't really want to go back yeah. there again. Um, it was a pretty it was a pretty tough time for everybody involved in the sport, I think. And it does um, feel a bit so, like yeah. the last act of a desperate man when you listen to Tola Wolf talking the way he has over the past week. I don't know. I don't know if that's fair. Um, Toto usually does speak with, you know, a level of level headedness. Um, he's actually said he has said himself he does not believe that the right way to go, regardless of how the findings go, you know, regardless if Red Bull are are caught um, and found to be guilty, Toto Wolf does not want Max Verstappen's title stripped away from him. He made that very clear in Singapore last week. So he think he does recognise that that actually would not be beneficial to anybody. He wants to see Red Bull punished if they are found to be guilty, not necessarily Max Verstappen. So Max Verstappen has the chance to win back-to-back world titles this week. He's just turned 25 over the past week or so. In terms of all-time greats, that sort of conversation, I guess, is already going to start around Max Verstappen and he has the drama of last year to fall back on. That means the entire world was taking an interest in him. Uh, How much of this year then was down to his brilliance? How much was down to the dominance of the car? I mean, I think so much. It is so hard when your your sport is half half athlete talent and half... Uh, car performance but um there's no doubting that that max Verstappen has actually has absolutely blown everybody away i mean slightly on ferrari side leclerc was probably max's closest competitor this year um but ferrari just made too many fumbles charles himself made too many fumbles um and so just just couldn't just couldn't bring it to red bull and max's consistency um, and we often say it's it's consistency that wins you world titles. Um, you know, you can't be making mistakes when leading races. Uh, Charles Leclerc has the ninth worst pole to win conversion already. Um, and he's not been racing in Formula One all that long. Um, he's 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 got he's got the pole positions, but he's not been able to convert them into wins. How which, much of that is on him? How much of that is on his team? I, you know, right now, I think it is a bit 50-50. Um, I think p- prob- maybe maybe 60-40 towards um, Ferrari making mistakes over over Charles. But, you know, there have been there have been days where Charles has not been there. He's not been he's not he it was been down to him and he's not converted. So um, it's definitely a case of, you know, Ferrari need to give Charles the right car. But Charles needs to learn from this year in terms of how you go up against Max, because we saw he went up against a seven-time world champion last year and took him to the last race of the season. Um, he's a formidable 
uh, opponent um so it's it's it takes a lot to beat them so yeah today th- sorry this this see this year he's just yeah the, the package that they've brought that they've as long as it's a legal package has been phenomenal and um there's there's no questioning that they are worthy uh on paper they are worthy uh winners of both constructor and and drivers in terms of their performances and their consistency this year Verstappen's long-term future then, uh, both at Red Bull and his own personal ambitions, Schumacher and Hamilton with seven world titles, is that something he's already spoken about? So Max is really funny in that he always says that he doesn't care about records, legacy, none of that. He just wants to turn up and win. So if that means he wins enough to become the uh, statistically greatest ever driver by beating Hamilton's record, which would take a lot of doing. But then again, we thought Schumacher's record would take a lot of doing. And then we had Lewis Hamilton. So um, he's really not phased by that. He even said after last year, I've won, I've I've completed F1. I've won the driver's championship. I don't need to do it again. But if you're going to give me a car and I'm going to race and I'm going to win, then I'll take it. So he's he his, his approach is, it's fascinating to compare him to somebody like a Lewis Hamilton, who takes these milestones extremely seriously he can get quite emotive about them he uses that um to power him through and to keep himself going whereas max is way more clinical way more um separated like he always talks about his approach to races he doesn't care about what happened the race before he turns up and he he he's there to race in that moment um so it's a really interesting dynamic that uh, we see uh, amongst the drivers, their different approaches to things. Um, but Max, yeah, he's very he's very clinical, doesn't care about records, um, just wants to win, plain and simple. Is he popular? Um, it depends on who you talk to. I think I think he is. Yeah, I think because they know that they 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 what you see is what you get. There's no messing around with Max. But I think they all know. Um, you know that there was there was a period, especially in his early earlier stages of his career, that we all thought that maybe the the other drivers were a little bit scared of racing against Max because he just he holds no punches. He will send a car where you think you, there's no overtake on and make it. Um, and yeah, you know, he's a very he can be quite a, a an aggressive driver, and I don't mean in terms of dangerous. I just mean that he is so driven to win that he he will stop at nothing. We saw a little bit out, out, out about it in Singapore. Um, he found himself not at the front. He was kind of eighth, seventh, um, and we saw him get a, get quite racy. And I think that does you know the drivers are aware of what kind of racer Max is, um, and they they adjust accordingly. I think, um, but but I think you know I don't think he's unpopular by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I think you know for a lot of people they just know that he's he's out to win, um, and but as are most of the drivers, but just in terms of his approach being more being more clinical, like he he doesn't want any of the fluffy stuff that comes with Formula One or winning races. He just wants to he just wants the glory. Uh, this weekend also and well the next few weekends notable because Sebastian Vettel is retiring at the end of this season so it'll be his last time at Suzuka a track I think he has said many times his favourite in fact I think he said he might come out of retirement if they could give him a one-off uh, drive at Suzuka yeah. in the future four-time world champion uh, still the youngest ever world champion uh, just a little bit younger than Verstappen last year as a loss to Formula 1 and, and the personality that he brings to Formula One, I suspect he'd be sorely, certainly from the outside, he looks like a very popular character. Would that be a correct assumption? <laughs> well, again, similarly, when he was winning back to back world championships, no, he wasn't popular. <laughs> but I think that's a, that's again, we, we, I think 
fans tend to get a bit bored of seeing the same person win all the time. Um, so I think there was a point where Vettel wasn't popular at all. In fact, for depending on who you supported, he was probably enemy public enemy number one. Um, but since he's moved on, you know, he went for th- went to Ferrari, obviously a very popular team, um, and again wasn't wasn't really winning. He had maybe one season, 2017, where he was uh, potentially competitive, but it came to naught. Lewis Hamilton still beat him um, to those championships, um, and I think he's kind of mellowed out. I think he's he's resigned the fact that he's no longer challenging for the championships and so he's been using his popularity and his platforms for other causes that are extremely popular so um and i think he's he's kind of he, i'm i'm living for this era of sebastian vettel which is it's only it's a shame it's only going to be for a few more races but he really doesn't care because he knows there's no repercussion so he says what he thinks um he's com- he even commented on the oscar piastri uh daniel ricardo fiasco he made his opinions very very clear and very well known he's become extremely uh, a very extremely uh, strong spokesperson for formula one both about the sport and about um the more societal issues that surround it so i think for that reason he's become a bit of a people's champion uh, and extremely popular but again i think that that often comes when you're not challenging for world championships which is one of the maybe unfortunate things about um coming to the end of 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 your racing career yeah i think generally when that stat comes up of most overtakes as well this season it's usually vettel and alonso who are the top two which again probably underlines that maybe just uh taking a different approach to things yeah but still they can still get it done i Mm. think that's 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 that it does show that you know those are the two drivers that still get it done even if they are kind of in the midfield to to lower down the pack which is highly frustrating for them i'm sure all right japanese grand prix this weekend jess thanks as always thank you thanks for having me jess mcfadden there formula one journalist ahead of the japanese grand prix